Hey everybody, welcome to another episode of Adam and Marcy Unplugged. I'm your host, Adam and Marcy, and today we're sponsored by purelyhosting.com forward slash Adil. Get your hosting and website built by them. They host it on a business shared platform. If you go to the URL purelyhosting.com forward slash Adil, they'll set all that up for you as a courtesy for being from the show. We're also sponsored by SiobhanMoran.com. That's S H. E-E-V-A-U-N-M-O-R-A-N.com, spelt exactly as it said. Uh, and we have the magical lady herself with us today, Siobhan. Thank you for being here. Thanks, Adam. I'm excited. Likewise. It's great to, it's actually great to have you on here because um, Esther, our mutual friend, actually just went ahead and like, Adam, I think you should speak to this woman. And I never questioned what Esther says. She's just like, speak to them. I'm like, okay. <laughs> so I have a question of like, um, why? It's always like, okay, because I learned a long time ago. Do not question that woman. <laughs> that's a good thing cool <laughs> so could you tell us a little bit more about yourself because you do know that you work in the energy mindset stuff and you've helped over 15,000 entrepreneurs businesses and people all around the world like do so much amazing stuff with their mindsets and energies and stuff I want to hear it from you cool so when people ask me well what do you do it's not as simple as you know as your little 30 seconds spiel so I have a couple words I create miracles in people's lives so <laughs> I take these these ancient principles that I had to learn through a very difficult process and I'll tell you about that in a little bit um, and I blend them with my business background so that whoever comes into my tribe and they want their business to accelerate really fast, maybe they're stuck somewhere, maybe you know the relationships are kind of wonky or a mess. And uh, I put those all together and we look for the fastest path to ease and grace. That is awesome. And also you didn't have to do that in like 30 seconds. Like I, I'm one of those weirdos. It's like, take as long as you need. I know. I, I'm kind of like the, you know, I'm so used to having a short amount of time. <laughs> so I'm like, okay, this is what I do. And, and then I figured we could just, uh, you know, expand into it into and go in different fun ways. I figure, I figure your audience is that kind of audience. Yeah. That used to me being really random and babbling on about things. Like one of our podcasts, I know for a fact, we were like, yeah, let's talk about business. It evolved into me making fun of someone for 20 minutes and them doing it back to me. And they were like, well, are we supposed to be covering business at some point? Yes, we are. We should shut up and do that now. <laughs> it's really just the weirdness of it all. Um, okay, cool. So that's really amazing. So actually, the question I did want to ask you is how did you actually get into it? Because I've been noticing, and it's a strange thing. I don't know what it is with my Irish friends, but nearly all of them have gone into that mindset space area of ancient teaching. I'm like... It's almost exclusively my the entirety of my Irish friends that have done yeah. this. Like yeah. one of my best friends, Patrick, is like that. Right now he's going he like he's like, dude, I want to go live in an ashram for like a couple of years. I'm like, really? Okay. You do that. <laughs> You'd expect me to say that of all people, but sure, let's 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 go right? with Patrick. <laughs> That's funny. No, you know, it's kind of a long story. Um, I was I moved to California. And I knew I'd always wanted to live in California. I grew up on the East Coast where it snowed, it was cold. And I came and visited a friend of mine. And about a month later, we had like 22 inches of snow. And I was like, yeah, I'm done. I I'm good. I got to go someplace that's warm. And so I gave notice. And next thing you know, the company that I was working for, they said, you know, we're not going to transfer you, but we'll give you a job out there. So I actually came to California with a job. 
And with my desire to take six weeks off, I was like, yeah, I can't really start until like, you know, two months later. And they said, oh, okay. And so it kind of all worked out. But within the first month of being in California, I was at a party, our, our celebration, our July 4th celebration. And I saw this guy across the room, across the pool, basically. And uh, about... I'm just going to interrupt that. As soon as you said that, my brain went to the Lonely Island song, so we'll continue on before I have The to Lonely sing. Island? I don't know what that is. <laughs> oh, they did a song a couple of years ago, which um, I'll type it out to you, but please continue talking. Okay, cool, yeah. And uh, so, you know, later in the evening, probably about six or seven in the evening, he told me, I was sitting beside him, and he told me, yeah, we're going to get married. And I was like, yeah, I don't think so. That's not happening. You're a lunatic. I, I don't even know you. I mean, I've hung out for a whole day here. And uh, he said, oh, no, you know, marry me, and that's that's what we're going to do. I was going, yeah, sure. And so I pretty much put my little fingers up and do a cross, and I was like, yeah, stay away from me. <laughs> and so we ended up. Uh, hanging out together for a week, different, you know, I mean, we'd do different things. I had a lot of time off, so we'd go and do different things around the coast, and I was like, yeah, I kind of like this guy. That's really nice, but yeah, I don't think so. So I go off about my life, and he just kind of, you know, I wouldn't say stock, but he was really intense in his uh, decision to marry me. And I thought you were going to say his pursuit. Yes, pursuit of me, intense. He was pursuit. That's a great word that I should have used. Um, his pursuit of me was very intense. Notes on my car. It, it was just like all over. And uh, so it took me about two and a half years to say yes. <laughs> Dating him and uh, finally said yes. And about two and a half years later, he died in a motorcycle accident. So I was, oh, I was very lost. I was very confused. And I really went to, all right, great, what am I here to do? And I had no clue at the time, uh, but I knew that I was good at business, so I just decided to dive into the company I was working for. And uh, I realized at that time that I was really good at taking ideas and, and like concepts of ideas and business owner ideas and getting them into something big and full-bodied and systems, you know, all of these kind of business strategy things. Systems, processes, marketing, sales, conversations, you know, all those things. And I was really good at putting those together and so I just dove in and had a blast and I was really good at hiding because I was kind of broken so I focused on one thing and when you're really broken like that you tend to not pay attention to a couple things in your life well the one thing I didn't pay attention to is my body and my health yeah I was it's funny how like we deals and like traveling all over the world and making making and shaking and because um, you're a fun, uh, uh, you know, such a fun show. I went to this, the last concert that Prince ever had. <laughs> no way. I'm so envious of that because I want to go to Minnesota to hang out with Prince. I have a plan for this, but I'll explain that in a moment. Please continue. Yeah, so I didn't know I was saying that, so now I know. Um, 
So I was there on a business trip and I had a big problem where my body just started to fail massively. And I didn't know what to do because I was like, well, all I can do is, is just, you know, go through my day and get through this thing. And I went to this Prince con concert in this, in this uh, state. It was awesome. So happy I went. But that was kind of the, that was kind of the pinnacle of where my health just uh, started to take a turn. I'd actually torn the inside of my body. And um, that's usually lethal. Uh, yeah. I didn't finish it out till later. <laughs> and uh, uh, it was a really interesting journey. And I found out I was I was one of the companies I was building at the time was this little tiny nutraceutical pharmaceutical company. And my gift is taking people who want to charge nothing and getting them into authenticity and, you know, making money and doing it in a way that works integrously. Yay. That's my favorite word. Yeah. And so that's what I did for them. And, uh, really just took a whole bunch of time off because I ended up in the emergency room and they said, lady, if you don't take drugs, right about that time I found out I didn't like to take medicine. If you don't take these drugs, you're going to die. And I thought, uh, okay. So I said, inject me with what you want, but I'm going to go home. They said, oh, no, no, you can't go home. I said, no, people die in these places, so I'm going home. So you inject me, you give me your little prescription thingies. I'll actually get them filled this time. And I'm going home. So I went home and I decided that if I could build companies, I could heal my body. <laughs> I had no basis for this other than that was my decision. So uh, I then took this whole couple months that I really just, I could only lay on my sofa. And I took this couple months and started thinking, all right, so how do you build a business? And if the concept of building a business can be applied to the body, how does that? So I really started thinking about how this all worked. And right about that time, there were a couple of things that I heard on the radio about how energy works. And, and uh, you know, they did this experiment on, in our hands, on, you know, on this radio show. And I thought, oh, I could kind of feel that. That kind of makes sense. My little computer programming brain says, yeah, that's totally possible. The body doesn't, doesn't get healed by the Band-Aid or the surgery. The body gets healed by itself. And if it has extra help, then it's going to heal faster. And I thought, yeah, that sounds right. Mm-hmm. So I was in the right frame of mind. I was in, you know, in a position where that made complete logical sense. And so I healed myself and then I took this class. <laughs> Should have taken a class before I healed myself, but uh, took this class and I'm the only business person in there and there are all these like uh, Qigong masters and these, you know, aura readers and you know, all these people uh, who are doing these weird word things I, that I, I had. I love those people so much. Oh, right. So I'm sitting in this room and going, Oh God, I do not know what language you guys are speaking. This is weird. All right. Well, if all it ever does is help me keep my body healthy for the rest of my life and I never have to take a drug again, then I'm in. And then by the end of the first day, I'm thinking, oh my God, this is so really out there. I can't, I can't stay around. And then they said this one thing. They said, every time you're in an environment where there are a lot of people, you will have some of your energy drain. And I thought, all right, what's that mean? And they said, well, every time you're around or you're speaking, you're actually giving your energy away unless you know how to do it differently. And I thought, okay, now you have my attention. 
And so they kept talking about this whole concept. And, and I started thinking about when I was in corporate and I was around these hordes of people, lots of people at events and speaking and, and all of the different things to build and grow a business. And I thought, yeah, I would go back to my hotel room and I'd do this thing that I called recovering. And I'd lay on the bed for like an hour to five hours and I would just not move curled up in a tiny little ball and I just called that recovering and I was like, yeah, I think that's what I've been doing. I just didn't know there was anything different. And that one thing got me to stay engaged enough and come back the next day to learn more. And then my, it's a long story, but, yeah, <laughs> and, this, and then my, uh, they said at the end when, you know, we're ending the day, the second day, they said, you know, just go and experiment, you know, you've just learned this, so the only way to really get good at anything is to experiment. I thought, yep, that makes complete sense. So I called my dad that night, and I said, hey, Pops, got anything going on? I just learned this weird thing, and it supposedly fixes anything with health. And he's like, what is it? And I said, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what to call it, but it seems to work. And they said it works on anything. He said, you know, it's really funny. I have this bone spur, and I thought, I do not know what a bone spur is, but they said it works on anything. So uh, I said, well, tell me where it is. And I, so I did my thing. It was on speakerphone. did my thing, and I said, hey, how you doing? He said, hey, I'm great. I'm walking across the room. I said, what do you mean? He said, well, I haven't been able to walk across the room for two weeks. I said, no, you're just telling me that because I'm your daughter. He said, no, I'm serious. Uh, I'm walking across the room because of whatever you're doing. What is it? I said, uh, I don't know that I could describe it. I said, all I know is they said it works. So do you feel better? And he said, yeah, I think I can actually go back to work. And I thought, okay, that's kind of interesting. So I actually spent the next, like, year trying to prove it wrong <laughs> Good on you. Right? I was like sure they said anything so I hear a lady at the post office and she said yeah the shoulder pain and she'd be complaining to her friend I said hey I learned this thing and they don't have to touch you and I would go on and, and everybody let me do that little experiment and it wouldn't prove itself wrong and I thought okay that's kind of cool that's kind of like really really cool and then I didn't think anything else of it and then I took a trip to Nepal, and uh, I was we I'd worked on everybody in our group with my little my little energy tools, and I'm still in corporate and like working on knees and nausea and altitude sickness and uh, you know shoulder you know all these basic basic things. And then we're at Base Camp Everest, and we're going to pack up and leave that day. And about 4 o'clock in the morning, outside my tent, there's a woman who screams, and she had, we heard a big thud on the ground, and she said, I, she couldn't speak, and I just started throwing my clothes on, and her husband was like, help, help, help. And there's just the 12 of us, you know, 11 of my tent mates and me. And I started, like, throwing my clothes on like I knew what I was doing, and I just started using this stuff on her for several hours. Mm -hmm. And then we had her airlifted out. And really was like, okay, I hope everything's okay. And so I, you know, did the distant thing. I worked on her for, you know, off and on a little bit for a couple of days, but mainly a lot of hours the first day. And we saw her six days later and she was walking and talking. And I was like, this is a woman who had a massive stroke, who couldn't move, who was completely dead weight. And according to the 
my tent mate happened to be a nurse. Uh, according to her, she was really probably not going to live. And I thought, oh my God, these little things that I learned, this is important. And that really got me totally jazzed about what is it that makes this work? And I guess it works on anything for anyone. And then I started one clinic, two clinics, three clinics, four clinics, and then got on TV and started teaching at colleges. And here's the weird thing. Here's how we end up in business. Every time I'd work on somebody, their business would grow, their income would expand, or something really amazing would happen in their relationships for something really positive to occur. And so their entire life would really become a miracle. And I thought, oh, that's really, that's really kind of cool. I didn't, think any, I didn't think a lot of it until one of my clients who was in a really weird place in her life. I actually don't recall why she came, but worked with her for a couple months. And she said, I have to tell you something. I'm thinking, oh, my God, what have I done? There must be something wrong. You know how we all do that, right? Yeah, like, what do I do? Oh, my God. What's going on? Yeah, oh, my God. And she said, I said, what? <laughs> and she said, you have to know that this work that you're doing and I, you and I are doing has changed something in my life other than what we've been talking about. And I said, okay. And she said, we've had two properties that have been on the market for two years and they're priced right. Nobody will come and look at them. It, it, it's just like they were completely invisible. And since we've been working together, we've sold these two properties. And we were in the hole for $2 million per property. We were like, we borrowed everything we could borrow from every person we ever knew. And because of this work, this really got those properties sold. And I thought that was like the culmination of all of the people I'd worked with and all of the different you know, people I'd worked with on health and all the different stories. And I started looking through people's files and I thought, oh, they got money, they got health, their money improved, they got a buyout. They, and so it really just started to kind of dial into there's something really important here that I haven't put together. And that's when I started putting it together. See, that's amazing when you start like looking at things like that because the truth is your mind is infinitely more powerful than people give it credit for. Mm -hmm. I mean, um, just to kind of go back to the whole thing that you were just saying right now with um, not taking pills and medication. Yeah. Uh, I remember when I got diagnosed with bipolar depression when I was 14. Um, I've not taken any pills ever for that stuff. Because mm. I found out there's an actual tendency on how it works. And my friend Alex Sharfin, who's been on... Um, who's been on the podcast twice now, He he's his entire belief system is that ADD, dyslexia, bipolar depression, OCD, all these things are basically things that are good for you, but our brains are unable to actually understand them, which is why they're deemed bad for you. Uh -huh. So it's just inflammation stuff. So he's like, never take any pills for it. You can naturally heal that kind of stuff by taking anti-inflammatories. Same with my ulcerative colitis. I have the exact same issue with that. I'm like, no, I'm fine. I look at my body and go, this is fine. Medically, yeah. it says I'm messed up, but physically, you can't argue with the results. Mm -hmm. That's awesome. I love that. So, yeah, it's it's fascinating what we have the capability to do if we have a little bit of understanding and we have, you know, these ancient tools that really are a formula. They're like the original recipe. <laughs> That's cool. Are you talking about the uh, Vedic ones? Um, you know, I've studied 
I've studied a lot of different religions and texts and, you know, so I really don't, I don't keep it to one. It's really, how can I synthesize it so the greatest information can get the fastest result? So it's really about taking all of those concepts and applying them in a very practical, I call them tangible assets, really. Um, something practical that you can do in your everyday world that you don't have to like sit in a weird way, you know, and I, and I like all those other kind of odd, odd, you know, things, but not everybody wants to go that direction. That's okay. Yep. And so I've actually found some, we'll call them cheat ways to uh, really use the tools and get the results. <laughs> That's a good way of actually doing it. Also, I'm going to go ahead and apologize to you because uh, you're a new person on the show, but to our Listeners, my co-pilot has just woken up, so you'll be hearing a lot more of him in a moment. My Hello. Co my co-pilot's my cat. <laughs> okay. Yeah, Chase. They always like to be around. <laughs> he was, he's was. he been asleep. He's been really well today. He's really been well-behaved today. And now, like, I'm on a podcast. He's like, I'm going to go eat, and I'm going to meow and claw your leg. <laughs> Show me. He's such they, always, a, they like the energy stuff. He does. He's such a diva that he has his own Instagram. Oh, sh I'm not even kidding. The amount of my friends like make an Instagram for him. It's like, fine, I will. He's got more okay, followers than me. <laughs> by the by, for anyone that's listening to this, if you want to follow my cat on Instagram, forget me. Fuck Adam and Marcy for a while. Don't follow him. Follow <laughs> Catastrophe Chase, okay? And the reason it's known as Catastrophe Chase is because it's not pronounced Catastrophe, it's Catastrophe. Because that's a supervillain name. He's a supervillain. And a giant <laughs> asshole. I love him, but he's a giant asshole. Um, seriously, if you see, actually, you know what? Um, I'll show you after the show. I'll pick him up and show you after the show. But he is such a douche. He is literally a douchey cat. But I love him. Um, it's kind of saying something about me, considering you know, uh, I'm his main influence. <laughs> I'm just gonna chill here and do nothing. What are you gonna do? Oh, uh, anyway. So back to the whole thing. So like, that's kind of that's impressive in so many different ways because. Um, like, I've spent years just working on my mind. Mm -hmm. And one of the biggest areas that I believe people have uh, the most struggle with is self-confidence and self-belief. Mm -hmm. And that is, that is also a mental thing. Even us, anyone that's at the highest level of anything has that level of self-belief unsureness. I, I don't know why we have that. It's, it's a really annoying thing. I'm trying to figure out how to actually get around that for other people and myself as well. Any tips on that for yourself? Because you might have actually gone past that and be like, oh, no, I know a thing about this. Let's do that. Yes, well, I do. I, I, I want to make sure I'm clear on the word that you said. Unsureness? Is that, what, is that the word you used? I did. It's, I don't think it's even a real word. I think it's just it's a, a, it's a word so long as I understood it. So it's a word enough. <laughs> yeah, so unsureness. Yeah, lack of certainty. Um, yeah, it is when we are ungrounded. So the really fascinating thing that I've discovered with every single entrepreneur, every single person who is out there not who is out there beyond just sitting on their sofa. Let's just use that. Mm -hmm. yep. <laughs> um, those type of people are the ones that have that unsureness. The ones that are out there and moving and making and shaking and and really want a difference, they are the ones that are ungrounded because you're in so much in your head, you're actually pretty much out of your body. 
Yeah, actually, kind of stop you there, because this is something I did want to ask. Also, Chase says hello to you, because he won't stop meowing until I put him on camera. So you can see him now. Cool. Um, Sam, hello. Yeah, there we go. Um, back to... Uh, oh, how go. cute. Now, now you're done. <laughs> Leave me alone. So, um, what I was going to say was that he's... Uh, not him, but the grounding thing... Hold on a second, I'll be right back. <sighs> Right, so with being uh, ungrounded, that's something I did want to explore because I have a friend of mine who, I, I don't know if it was a compliment or an insult or an observation, really not sure, but he literally turned around to me and said, you know what your biggest problem is, Adel? and he said it with such a coolness in his voice, so I don't know if it was an insult or not, um, but he goes, you know what your problem is, Adel, is that you're ungrounded in who you are. And I didn't know how to respond to that. I was like, okay. I, didn't huh. know, I, I have no idea what they meant. And I'm going to yeah. use myself as an example here because I genuinely don't know what ungrounded means. Okay, so here's, the, here's a great, this is a little bit of an extreme understanding of it. But So did, did you ever drive down the road and all of a sudden you bypassed your exit or the, the road that you know, you absolutely know is really there and you're like three or four, maybe even a mile away or three or four blocks or a mile away and you're like, uh, what, if I, where, what am I doing? Where am I at? <laughs> do you yeah. ever do that? Yeah, yeah, quite often. Yeah, so that's ungrounded. So if you've ever uh, lost your keys, even though you were certain you put them down in the exact place that you do every single time, that means you're ungrounded. If you're like, you know, I mean, we have it. We're, we're ADD. We're off to the next thing. Our brains are like thinking really fast and we actually don't get in our bodies so much so that our thoughts are really scattered and our energy, I'll use the word energy. Our energy is actually kind of like airy fairy. We're actually more airy fairy and out of our bodies than we actually have an idea of. So when we actually start to get grounded, is when more ease and grace and opportunity shows up real integrous like intuitively etc but i'll use this one client of mine as an example she was so ungrounded i had to give her this grounding technique to do 12 times a day she was like the top salesperson before and then she got into all this weird like she couldn't sell a thing her whole world was a mess and I gave her this grounding technique, and I can give it to your audience. We can put it in the, in the notes. I can give you a link. I'll have to find it. Uh, I gave her this grounding technique and had her do it 12 to 15 times a day, and the next year she made half a million dollars. Wow. I think I might actually have to do that myself. <laughs> so what's wrong? What's, what's changed about you? I don't know. I'm grounded. Thank you. Yes, exactly. Uh, do you ever watch? Um, okay, I know it's a long stretch for uh, people in our world at times. Um, do you ever watch movies? Yeah, I'm kind of like you know, I'm I'm in Southern California, so you can't get away from movies here. <laughs> oh, thank God! So I was going to say that's going to be kind of weird if you weren't into movies because they're amazing. They are li literally. I love movies. They're like some of the best things ever. There's a TV show I'm obsessed with right now because. Um, I don't know how much you know about this, but that, in my opinion, there's only two types of personalities that people have. You have the, well, there's more than two, but this one in particular with this kind of behavioral sequence, everyone's like, you have an obsessive or you have an addictive personality or not at all. I'm like, no, no, you're either addictive or obsessive. That's my take on it. Okay. 
main reason is I'll explain. Obsessive is like, you know, uh, like uh, addicted is like, oh, I can get addicted to something very, very quickly. That's why I can't do certain things. So I get addicted to it. I get obsession, um, meaning that if I'm into something, that becomes my world for the time being. I'm interested in it. I'll, case in point, like my ukulele. When I started to learn ukulele, I played my ukulele about six hours a day. Okay. Is that, I, I wouldn't say that's obsessive. I just would say that's immersive. Kind of, but I'm talking about like deep research into everything ukulele based. Like yeah. I became a walking encyclopedia of the damn instrument. Wow. Okay. That is obsessive. Yeah. I'll go there. <laughs> yeah. That's what I mean by obsessive. It's same with like Brazilian Jiu Jitsu. I've toned it down a lot now, but when I was really into like, when I started doing Brazilian Jiu Jitsu, the first year where I lived in Plymouth and last year took off for a while now, I'm back in training again. Um, in London, but when I lived down in Plymouth and I was training, I was training every day for a couple of hours a day. If I wasn't training jujitsu, I was watching jujitsu. If I wasn't watching jujitsu, I was thinking about it. I was even in my sleep, I was having dreams about it. That's how obsessive I got with stuff. So I get obsessive with things rather than get addicted to them. Well, then you could say I've been obsessive of this energy thing for 18 years. So <laughs> Awesome. It's the same with me, psychology and selling. I've had that since I was 12. Like, I'm yeah. obsessed with how people work and why they buy. It's yeah. a genuine obsession. But my point with that was, um, what was my actual point? I've actually forgotten what my point is. Damn. This is where the ungrounding part comes in. No, that was it. Movies. <laughs> Yay. So right Movies. now, I'm obsessed with this show called Lucifer uh -huh. um, on Fox, which is amazing, by the way. But it's not just because of the show. It's because the person that plays Lucifer, Tom Ellis, the character's portrayed as... Um, okay, do you ever watch any of the following shows? Archer, uh, BBC's Sherlock, uh, Suits. Do you any, watch any yeah, of them? Yeah, Sherlock, absolutely. Mm -hmm. Right. Think of any, Anything to do with, uh, with intrigue and curiosity that is just, you know, out of the ordinary, yeah. Cool. Sherlock, you know Bendit Cumberbatch's character portrayal of Sherlock? Yeah, bit absolutely. Of, bit of an ass, reclusive, kind of gets his own way, mm -hmm. and somehow charismatic in his own way. Imagine yes. that met that person met, say, Barney Stinson from How I Met Your Mother, met um, Harvey Specter from Suits with a little bit of Archer thrown in together in one. Essentially, is kind of what the character for Lucifer is. Now, what kind of gets me obsessed over this, and this is why the study of personality has been kind of been getting creeping back upon me is one of my best friends has been constantly calling me every one of these lead characters from every show. It's the strangest thing, so I'm trying to like unite, what's the uniting factor here? Am I that much of an asshole of a human being that that's the thing? Or am I just obsessive? And that's what's really going on, and that's all he sees. Okay, well people on the outside don't always see. <laughs> mm -hmm. but this person's known me since I was like 12. Like he's known me as long as I've written. Oh, wow. Yeah, I know, scary. Best friends are like the weirdest people in the world. But speaking of movies and such, what are, what, so because you like crime and stuff, what other types of movies do you like? And there is a reason I ask. Yeah, I mean, I, I like things that have, you know, I mean, we deal in the mind. That is, you know, you deal with the energy, you deal with the mind. That's really kind of my world. And so anything Sherlockian, anything, you know, sci-fi, oriented you know like the the latest one was uh martian the martian mm -hmm. uh you know any of those kind of things um because there there's a truth in 
all of them. There's actually ancient teachings in all of them, at least from all the different thousands of things that I've studied. So if you look at the Marvel characters, there's mm-hmm. an ancient teaching in each of the Marvel character movies. Oh, yeah. Of course there is. Even... Colors and circumstances and language sets. And, and uh, it, it's really fascinating how uh, once you understand that, you can, you can uncover it and utilize that in your life. But you have to really get an understanding of it first. You really do. And one of the ones that you might actually enjoy for this year's release at the end, around November time is Doctor Strange. Doctor Strange. Okay. Bend it. Benedict Cumberbatch takes up the lead character, Doctor Strange. Mm. Yeah. Um, it's The story is basically Doctor Strange. And again, this is where you can tie back to energy. Doctor mm-hmm. Strange was a extremely gifted yet arrogant um, surgeon <clears throat> who didn't work with certain people, was very high profile in how he did things, very successful. Then one day has a car accident where he loses his hands, his ability to heal with his hands because of the sensitivity or something that damages his hands so he can't you know, operate anymore. He doesn't mm-hmm. have the same precision. Soon enough, he goes bankrupt. He loses everything he's ever worked for. And with his last money, he hears of an ancient person in, in the mountains of Tibet. And he decides to spend his last bit of money on a plane ticket to go to Tibet. And after days upon days trying to find this person called the Ancient One, he finds him. And he begs the Ancient One to be his student to teach him the ways of healing so he can heal his hands. The Ancient One says, I won't help you because of who you are. As um, Doctor Strange is leaving, I'm giving like a whole plot point away, but if you've not watched, <laughs> if you've not, re- seriously, if you're going to watch Doctor Strange, everyone that's doing this, go go read the comic book. It's better when you read the comic book and know what's going on. That way you won't be asking your boyfriend or your girlfriend, whoever you're with, who's that? What's going on? What's going on? Just It's annoying as shit when that happens in the movies. <laughs> Trust me. My sister understands this because I've told her off so many times for it. Um, <clears throat> but Doctor Strange essentially um, walks away. I don't know if it's going to play out the same way in the movies, but um, there's some, like the Ancient One's other apprentice, Baron Mordo, is actually studying, quote-unquote, the dark arts to kill the... Um, the, the Ancient One, and take his place as the Elder. So, of course, Doctor Strange sees this, instead of walking away, runs back to the Ancient One, and as he's trying to run away, Mordo finds out, and Mordo tries to, like, subdue him. But at the same time as he's about to give him the killing blow, uh, the Ancient One steps in, banishes Mordo, and tells Doctor Strange, um, I knew that you were arrogant, and it was a test, because I knew what Mordo was doing, I just wanted to see if you'd do the right thing and come and warn me. Oh. And because you did the right things, that proves your worth in, in such. So you should be able to, I will teach you the way of the ancient world and how to heal yourself and others. And so he becomes Doctor Strange fighting the forces of evil. Um, <clears throat> and it's interesting because if you look at that exact same story arc, you can actually tie it back down to ancient tales. Mm-hmm. And it's all, yeah. the same, it's all the same stuff. Good, like change of heart by trying to find a good thing in the bible i think it says it's in christianity as well as if you do one good deed that's completely sincere uh those of self-sacrifice you can actually forgive bad deeds yeah absolutely it's it's a it's an energetic exchange and i teach that i apply those that's so cool i love that you know this um i apply that to the bottom line dollars marketing you know leadership etc yeah see told you i was a weirdo you are. I love that. 
So it's always gone. Um, kind of like jumping it like forward with this, as it's something I really want to get out of you as a person, just you know, as people listening to the show. Because um, I do want to speak to you after the show anyway for a little bit. What is like? What are the three things? And this is something I do with every person that comes on the show, but especially with you, I want to do it with you today. And that's what are the three things that you would tell someone or help someone or recommend someone to do in order to go from where they are right now to the next level, whether that's I'm stuck in a job that I hate and I want to go find what I'm doing in my life, whether it's I'm doing what I want in my life but I'm struggling to get to the point where I can actually kind of earn an income with this, or the last part is I'm doing quite well in my life but I hate everything that's going on. Mm. Like how would you actually, like what three tips, and it could be three tips for each person, could be one tip for each person. It's completely mm-hmm. up to you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this, the three, yeah, the mm-hmm. three tips are, I think one of the tips is to really spend some time learning how to quiet your brain. I'm not talking about quiet so you never hear a thing. Whether you call it meditation, whether you call it walking in nature, it, it doesn't matter. It's like really get fascinated with that and give yourself at least 30 minutes of it every day to just do that regardless of what you plan for the entire day because that's going to set your day up for good or less good and we actually set ourselves up for some lots of less good uh i think another tip would always be learn how to um I don't mean sell in a sleazy way, but learn how sales is in every person's conversation. You know, really just start looking at circumstances. There's an opportunity for a sale in every single conversation, whether it's a like me or a friend request or or whatever that is. Like on Facebook, that's like, you know, the little thumbs up. That's a sale every time. It's really fascinating. So really learn how that works out in the world and get from behind your computer. Like if you had no website, and and I am a web-savvy person. I know there's a lot of folks on the line who are web savvy, but it's just like we have to really get out and interact with people to find this out. Um, you have to be belly to belly. <laughs> yep. um, and I think the third one would be, you know, choose something in your life, choose one thing in your life that is going to make your body feel better, whether it's exercise or greens or water, whatever that is, just choose one thing every day that's going to give more life to your body because we're actually in the process of either not living or in the process of living. So the process of living requires that you choose more life every day. So I'd say those would be the really super fundamental things. And then the next, if somebody's stuck and they've got everything going on, um, that's, you know, that's a bunch of my tribe right now. They have the money, they've got all these things going, and it's really look at where you can take full responsibility for something that isn't working and you're not feeling happy with. It's like own it be stamp your feet have a temper tantrum and and then go back to those other three things that i just mentioned <laughs> but really take take super deep responsibility and have some fun with that rather than make it all serious and hard and you know blame and shame it's just like okay great so i take full responsibility for the results that i'm feeling and that i'm getting cool all right great now just be in in intrigue with that So those are my things. That's awesome. 
That is genuinely awesome. The magnitude of that is actually unparalleled when someone actually looks at the wisdom that you've just given. Yeah. It's powerful. Very powerful. So with that being said, people should definitely head on over to SiobhanMoran.com and totally send you a lot of money (laughs) um, because that's what you should do. Because trust me, Siobhan's stuff that you just covered right now is a minuscule scale of what you're actually capable of doing. You can already tell if you have if you listen into the conversation. It's interesting, very very interesting. Um, thank you for taking the time to be here today. Wow, I'm so grateful. Thanks for having me on. I'm, you know, I mean, your what you're doing and your ability to take this online world and the offline world and bring them together and 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 your fun with it. That's a rare combination. So mm. thanks. Thank you. I mean, it's just a lot more fun to do. Um, and I'd love to get you back on the show another time where we can spend a little bit more time together. Absolutely. We should just make it all like jokes. Oh, it will be. It will be. I mean, this one we're only do- this one we kept it to a little bit jokey and quite serious because um, what you started talking about, I was like, well, okay, cool. I can joke about with this. But it's very important to me as a person um, that's listening and someone that's interviewing. It's, it's a great thing that I love speaking about. Um, but I don't actually go out there and talk about it, if that makes sense. The, the main reason is being is, um, I guess when people look at me, they don't really see that side of me. And I can't, at this moment in time, I like the fact that people don't know I know what I do about like how the brain works and such. That's really cool. That's a smart thing. Um, you know, they look at this blonde hair and, and the, the, the physiology that I'm in. They're like, oh, yeah, she can possibly know anything. So it's really fun to, to be in that kind of circumstance, don't you think? Definitely is. Definitely is. Guys, go check out um, Siobhan's website. It's absolutely amazing. Again, I hope that we can get you back as a guest sometime real soon in the next couple of weeks. Um, mm-hmm. Guys, go out there, kick ass, and just keep having a great day. And listen back to what Siobhan said. Take those three tips that she gave you and apply them to your life. No matter where you are right now, apply them because they are interchangeable. They are interchangeable. Even if you think you're like killing it at the top of your level right now, think about those three. I'm sure she's got more in the email sequence somewhere. I'll speak to you guys soon. Siobhan, again, thank you for being here. Thanks, Adam. Take care. Bye, guys.